0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
1: All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news that others refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for. January the 13th, of the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, and as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is, believe it or not, Friday the 13th. Some are concerned about that. I just tell you that it's a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, welcome to the broadcast. A quick summary of yesterday's show. Of course, we had Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan on talking about the Honest Money Report. Constitutional currency always important, ladies and gentlemen. Rustcoingift.com. you have a friend in the coin business. We talked about BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager. Man, those poor guys are involved in this environmental, social, and governance plan, ESG plan, and now they're laying people off. 500 people bit the dust. old BlackRock there. We talked about a computer outage of the FAA. Brought flights to a standstill on Wednesday. We talked about the Fed. They're wondering this. What is programmable money? And I thought, wow, programmable money. Wouldn't that be cool? Sam Bushman could take the place of Ben Franklin on the $100 bill. Yeah. Or you might create programmable money, and your kids could not buy, like, soda pop and snacks. Only, like, salad with the food or the money that you give them. (laughs) It's just insane the things we're thinking about in America today. The founding fathers expected Congress to regulate the weights and measures. And for everybody to be on the same standard, now your government wants to sell it off or send it off to a third-party Federal Reserve group that wants to create programmable money. Well, I know you're, that used to be a $100 bill, but now it's only worth one because you're not environmentally, socially, governmental, and appropriately friendly. You're not ESG friendly there, so your score just went down, and so did the value of your money. What a disgraceful reality we face on that. We also talked about a group with more than 40 Republicans are sending a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland saying, hey, man, uh, this problem with these document leaks by Biden. Hey, how come you guys found it on November the 2nd? And, well, the problem is that the elections were four days after, and you guys withheld the story until after the elections. Wow, according to a new batch of emails related to Elon Musk. Yeah, this guy named Scott uh, Gottlieb or whatever his name is. He used to be the head of the FDA, now he became a board member at Pfizer. Now he's got caught trying to take down profiles on Twitter. You put that all together and you go, what the heck is going on? Criminal activity at your government level everywhere. But I submit to you, and I want to ask Dr. Bradley about this. Dr. Bradley, welcome to the broadcast
2: first, sir. Oh, thank you. Uh, glad to be here as always. So uh sounds like there's uh, plenty stirring out there, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. My, I, my I webinar last night. Uh, yes, well, sir. yeah, the the, uh, the webinar last night, I mean, holy hannah, uh, of course, it takes me a long time to answer questions, as you've probably ascertained at this point. We've had enough interaction. Uh, there's no yes, no answers, really. There could be, but the rest of the story is where so much of the meat is. And Holy cow, we had so many questions last night that um, I couldn't get to. Uh, again, I spent too much time on a lot of them, but there is just a stir everywhere. There's a, a ton going everywhere. on.
1: So I submit to you that, you know what, they claim we talk about election fraud without evidence. But I just want to know, if we literally, before the 2020 election, have the FBI and the Justice Department and the CIA literally in bed with Twitter and Facebook and all these massive media companies now, they literally suppress Hunter Biden's stories, they literally promote the uh, stories that they know are absolutely false, through the media they take down accounts regarding vaccines they uh, literally okay then that's the 2020 election then for 2022 a scandal comes out about joe biden having classified documents at his home and in another office and all this um they let that rip when it was donald trump's turn to have classified documents issues before the election but four days before the election they get this on joe biden and they literally bury the story till after the election
2: well to me that
1: is blatant election fraud doctor
2: well, what they've done is they've stacked the deck. They're picking the winners and losers. And what's really astonishing, and I don't know how many people are even thinking about this, uh, Trump was president. He could have. We don't know for sure whether when or whether he did. But he he could have. He had the power to declassify every single document he walked out the door with. And, again, that's yet to be seen. But Joe Biden did not have the slightest tad of power to do such a thing because he was vice president when he swiped all of these things. He's got them put in his garage or someplace. We're trying to figure that out. He said, yeah, it was locked. Oh, come on. Anyway, having had uh, uh, appropriate security clearances in years past, I can tell you that you have some very, very high levels of responsibility and security and everything else like that. But here's the deal. He's got them in his garage or wherever. And, and by the way, that's not his only thing. Um uh, they, they happen, based on what we know at this point, to be uh, u- related to Ukraine. Well, we all know his uh, strong-arm mafia-type tactics that he exercised uh, over Ukraine about uh, his boy and the, the investigation that was going on. So we got that stuff. Ir- Iran apparently is in some of the uh, files. Uh, but then in addition to that, he's got hundreds, apparently, maybe thousands, maybe not 2000 but probably 1800 I don't know how many boxes of papers that he's swiped out of his uh, years in the Senate and uh, there's people I guess it's judicial watch is trying to get some of them exposed so I mean here's a guy with this light-fingered harry uh taking these things out the door and and as you point out the federal uh, agents are uh they're keeping it silent to not affect the elections in this case but but what's also, well, again, this is related to, you know, we talked about the quote-unquote concessions that were given to get uh, Kevin McCarthy his, his uh, speakership. But there was an agreement made that there was going to be a subcommittee established to investigate how the federal government was being weaponized for political purposes and this i think would fit right underneath that would make a great review and and ultimately we may end up having some impeachment charges come out of this who knows it's it's like this thing you know i don't know how biden can step in it every time he gets around anything i mean it's a he just finds it he's a well the answer is when you've been binder. in government for <laughs> so long and involved in
1: scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal that gets covered up it's easy to see why it happens. What happens is that every scandal just starts to literally uh, become on top of the other, and everything's linked, and so any time you pull a string before you know it, it's got 25 other things with it, and, look, it's just all catching up to him uh, is the real well, problem,
2: here, right? Here's the, look, Think about this for a second. Every single thing he touches. Now, have you ever noticed that somebody that's really into... Uh, child pornography is always the most mouthy about, oh, it ought to be a law against, but they're the ones that are hiding their own behavior. And I think back in the 90s when uh, how he was pushing that Violence Against Women's Act with uh, uh, Orrin Hatch. You know, this, again, totally unconstitutional. I'm not recommending or ad- endorsing violence against women. I'm just saying it's not a constitutional matter that can be addressed uh, in the general government. But at any rate, he's pushing that, and then he's sexually molesting, at least according to the accusations, one of his staffers in the hallway of the Senate building. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. Every single time this, look over there, look over there. I mean, it's kind of like a, a little child when they don't want attention on him. They're pointing away from the cookie jar they just raided uh, to, to get out from underneath something. And every time anything happens with this man, and it, it's not just, you know, his... Goofing up with his, with his teleprompter and his shaking hands with the air or his uh, Easter Bunny uh, exposure, whatever. Yeah, it's everything.
1: security crisis to have this guy uh, even around is the problem. It well, is. the good news is while Tim Tebow's giving the glory to God after finding out that he's in the uh, College Hall of Fame, you've got Representative Byron Donalds of Florida saying that, hey, you know what? Biden will face trial. Uh, Maria Boterommo asking if he would support impeaching Joe Biden. He says, "Well, we're not there yet, uh, but that'll come." You know, the question is, where do you go with this? Is Donald? I mean, uh, is Joe
2: Biden going to face trial? You think? You mean for impeachment? Yeah. You know, I I think there's. Oh, if he doesn't, somebody's asleep at the wheel. But here's but, the but problem. But no offense,
1: doctor. So he so he has um. A trial they go ahead and impeach him i mean every president in our lifetime is getting impeached over and over and over and over what's the big deal there's no accountability or anything it's like oh man we just slapped you hard in the face and said you're impeached it doesn't mean or do anything unless we go to the next steps of criminal prosecution and or take it to the senate for removal what difference does it make well it's almost like a badge of right. honor
2: right you um uh... Well, uh, your your listeners probably are all well aware that impeachment is only charges being brought. That's what the House does. The House has the sole power of impeachment. They put together the charges. It's like an indictment. It's like, um, here's somebody, something you're going to be charged with in your local court. Blah blah blah. So the House simply brings together charges. They cannot try, and and the, uh, that means they don't bring it before trial and and uh, examine and and ultimately convict. So so they bring the charges. That's their responsibility. They can do this. Hey, can you go ahead and skip
1: the break, guys? Go ahead, doctor.
2: The The House not only could do this, they should do this, and they must do this. There's enough going on that are totally, completely, and unequivocally impeachable offenses that have gone on. And, and it, you know, I mean, just pick a number, any number. I mean, reach in the hat and pull something out. There's something there you could impeach him on. I mean, you look at the border thing that's going on, the criminality of that thing, his responsibility to, to uh, carry out the laws of the land, complete ignoramus. He's not doing it. And we have millions, probably five and a half million more people in the country right now illegally since he took office. You look at every single step of the way what he has done and and they they're impeachable offenses but the the house has to impeach they've got to take some time to pull all together the the uh the charges if you will they they can't just slap shot it and have it go out and and uh, you know do it 3 days after you know they the uh, they took power in the in the in the house they have the sole power of impeachment then it goes over to the senate the senate must hear it and uh, the uh uh, John Roberts will sit as the, uh, as the chief judge, if you will, over the Senate on that, and all the members of the Senate would be uh, become sworn members of the court, and from there you've got to have two thirds that find him guilty. Now the chances of that are be, half. it's it, it's beyond slim and none. I yeah you're going to have your, you know remember in the movie Ca- Casablanca that was a pretty classic movie. And at the end of the movie, they say, we'll round up our regular suspects. You remember that scene at the airport. Right. Anyway, um, that's what will happen is the regular suspects, the Mitt Romneys of the world and the the uh, Collins and the Murkowskis and all those kind of guys, they'll all wind up uh, whining about we need to keep the... the uh, Presidents see it a higher you know, uh, aura in our lives, and we can't be just impeaching for uh, things that are not really as serious as we could be. You'll find those same suspects that are on the same sides of, th- of those that are absolutely never going to vote against Biden, and that's half the Senate. So you're not going to reach the two-thirds. You will not reach the two-thirds that are ne- needful to remove him from office. I don't office. Even
1: think you get 50 plus one.
2: I don't either. I, I do not. Um... And so that's that's the problem is that that we have partisan politics. These party things that are going on have absolutely destroyed the checks and balances, the separation of powers that the American Founding Fathers intended in in the U.S. government. The see, the idea is let's just take, for example, uh, uh, the idea of the judiciary being separate from the from the legislative. Well, and then, of course, we'll talk in a second about the executive being separated from legislative. The judiciary, we've got, I don't know how many hundreds of attorneys in the legislative. They sometimes, probably most often, forget that when they put their legislative hat on, they have got to become the defenders of the legislative body. They have got to take it to the mat. No, you get the orange hatches of the world that say, Well, let's just pass this bill. You know, when he was a senator, he had said this all the time. Well, let's just pass this bill and see what the the courts do with it. See, he was an attorney, and that's Bravo Sierra. The legislative has every bit of not just responsibility, but power to judge The constitutionality of everything that comes before them, and they have a duty to do that. They don't do it. It's like Orrin Hatch. They they also have a duty
1: only to pass bills that they really know, with their best intentions, will pass muster. To pass a bill saying, we know we're on the edge here, but we think the courts might go along with us, uh, is playing games and dishonest, derelict in your uh, oath of office. Your oath of office says you should only pass laws that you know to be clearly constitutional. If it's iffy, you need to work on it, doctor. No, and no this question. Isn't in good faith, in any way.
2: Well, you look at that. I mentioned the Violence Against Women's Act. You know, again, not promoting violence against women. There's probably going to be somebody out there saying, this guy's a ma- misogamist or something. But at any rate, I'm not. You can ask my wife. No, <laughs> at any rate, or my daughters, or my granddaughters. Anyway. Um, well, you the, are because uh,
1: you believe women are women and men are men, and therefore you're already uh, guilty. But other than that, well, that yes, that's
2: true. And, uh, and women are probably in a higher status than men anyway. But that's another subject. But when you had that Violence Against Women Act, this, this thing, Orrin Hatch and, uh, and Joe Biden collaborated on that, were the principal authors of it, clearly, totally, completely unconstitutional. Domestic violence has no... Legal status standing in the general government, and you can read the Constitution till the cows come home. There is nothing there that indicate that, and yet they pass it. They're both attorneys; they should know how to read. It's questionable in some cases, but the point of the matter is and they just pass off. it. They did, and the Constitution doesn't allow it. But but then you look at the, between the executive and the legislative. If the executive legislates, he's violating the Constitution, Article One, Section One clearly unequivocally completely totally if anything he signs is enforced against americans as though it were law as though it passed a constitutional process he's in violation and, and the legislative should have his head but they don't you know why because the democrats are saying we got our guy in the in the white house we've got to push our agenda well it's not an agenda politically in terms of politics it's an agenda of actually just plain politics. I mean, they they have no right or responsibility to to support the president because he's the same party as them. It's absolutely absurd. And so what we have done is we have completely destroyed the clear-cut delineation between legislative and executive because of party politics. And, And until and unless we start to realize that as a people, We are really in deep trouble because when they have gained the ability to do whatever they choose to do just because of a political alignment, suddenly we have no constitution. It's as though they had completely erased it. So that's why you won't get a conviction.
1: I'm not a violent guy, but at some point if there's no redress of grievances... All right, the courts won't even deal with election integrity issues. I pointed to the greatest, simplest reality of election fraud. When your government gets in bed with the mainstream press and spikes certain information and then promotes false information intentionally and does it over more than one election cycle, look, it's fraud. Pure and and simple. There's no way to debate it. You're not going to go, you know, look for hanging chads or go look for missing ballots or get into the complications of this to know. It's flat-out fraud. Your government is literally manipulating. Look, do you think any uh, any people in Arizona might have voted slightly differently in the elections that were very close? Kerry uh, Lake, for an example. Um, if they knew that Joe Biden literally uh, had the same problem as Donald with classified documents, uh, et cetera, well, they spiked the story. And then the elections were close. Well, if would that have made a difference in a few votes? I can't say factually that it would. But I could say when you manipulate this over and over and over with what information the American people do or don't get. So they get propaganda on one side and then they get spiked on true news on the other side. Then the guys like me who bring it up and then they literally take us down. You go, wow, that's to me, pure and simple election fraud. Well, if we don't have a redress of grievance anymore, you look at the five guarantees in the First Amendment. If I don't get to go to church because of COVID, but lap dances are fine in bars Uh, If I don't, if I meet anywhere, uh, if you're not careful, it'll run off the rails and we'll have a Charlottesville or a January 6th scenario. So I can't really go to church. I can't really meet with people. My freedom of speech is taken down by the FBI and the CIA. Then I try to go to the court for a redress of grievance on all those things. And the courts just simply throw it all out and lie and say you don't have any standing or anything else. This is their favorite way to not really adjudicate or deal with the facts in a case, but uh, just, uh, you know, set it aside for whatever reason they want. Uh, Look, what? First Amendment guarantees? Do I have it? If the government's that off the rails, and they're literally now creating criminal activity against we the people, all right. At what point? Because you've got the drug cartels in bed with the illegal aliens in bed with the I don't know what you want to say, Biden administration uh, circumventing our border. At some point, I don't know what you do. I'm not a violent guy, doctor, and I don't mean to to spin it this way, but I want to know
2: what do we have left. I mean,
1: is it just war that's next?
2: Well, it it may be, and I'm I'm not proposing it,
1: no. But I'm telling you, what's next, though, if we have no other avenue? I mean, you go look at the Declaration of Independence. Isn't that the plea they made is we don't have any other choice, God of heaven. We don't have any other choice, society at large, witnesses, if you will. And I'm saying in America now, I'm looking at it and going, what choice do we have? We've tried a lot of things. Now, I know that there's not enough Americans engaged in the fight. There's not enough of us involved, and that's a problem in and of itself. Uh, but at the same time, what avenue do we have?
2: Well, it's you go. You mentioned the Declaration of Independence, and you've mentioned about 15 things that I really wanted to jump in and just talk about. But uh, you know, those those 15 things really are. There isn't time in a little radio program. Okay, so uh, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable, and to right themselves by abolishing the forms of which they are accu- accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them, under absolute despotism it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Now, there there really aren't enough friends of liberty today. And 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 I, <laughs> I and, and not only are they I th- aren't
1: there, I've been trying to educate for 25 years to rally the troops and we've made a little bit of ground, but we're not even close to having enough.
2: No, and here's the problem. You've got these guys waiting in the wings with the Convention of States or Article 5 Convention or a Constitution Convention, all the same thing. If you've got a, a body that's together that can rewrite or change the Constitution, you have a Constitution Convention and And those people are not qualified to cross the street alone they I have read constitutions that have been brought forth. It's absolutely astounding how far off base they are in things in in all the aspects of it. This one we have is good now. What you're going to find is that the, the push that's going on even in the uh, the some of the concessions that were made for by McCarthy to get in. He he's going to look at uh, uh, balanced budget amendments and term limit amendments. We could talk at length about why that will not fix the problem and it will not happen, and it will only encourage the rewriting of the Constitution. Someday we'll talk about that if you're interested. But the fact of the matter is, if we take this little statement out of the Declaration of Independence that we provide new guards for their future security, what you're saying is, it's just, Look at what happened in the South uh, when they started pulling out of the country. The first thing they did, maybe not exactly the first thing, but it was right up front, they wrote a new constitution. The, you're going to find if you throw things off, you're going to be in really, really, really deep doo-doo. And this nation is not in a good condition to do this. These American Founding Fathers were seasoned statesmen. They were wise. They were honorable. They had examined history. They were great historians. They understood the things most Americans today don't know more than the statistics that are coming up for the Super Bowl. If Is there one this year? I don't know. But I, I use those examples where people do not know. I have people that contact me, I mean, about things that I say that they, they're just mad about. I say, well, what are you mad about? Well, it should be this way. I say, well, have you read the Constitution? And And anyway... Let's go back to that redress of grievance at some point when we and get here. And the answer because, is no,
1: they haven't read the Constitution, and they don't want to
2: apply constitutional
1: remedies. Correct. They want to build a new mouse, ladies and gentlemen, which will never work. Donald Trump has an idea, too. I want to talk to you about it in seconds on your radio.
0: Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Japan's Prime Minister, Fumio Kishida, arrived in Washington on Thursday. From the meeting comes new announcements on deeper military cooperation between the United States and Japan. The cooperation could also give the United States new tools to defend against a potential invasion of Taiwan by China. Japan announced plans to hike military spending to 2% of their GDP by 2027. That would make Japan's defense budget the third highest in the world behind the United States and China. A new special counsel was created Thursday as an investigation into the discovery of top secret documents at President Biden's home and office puts pressure on him to explain his own mishandling of secret papers. The president says he is cooperating with authorities. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. Robert K. Hur, a veteran prosecutor, has been appointed to scrutinize the handling of sensitive papers by the president. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings in storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my my personal library. Tesla is announcing it's made significant cuts to the cost of new electric vehicle models in the USA. Tesla says it cut the cost of the best-selling Model Y and Model 3 vehicles, along with its Model X sports utility vehicle, and model s luxury sedan lisa marie presley the daughter of elvis and priscilla died in southern california thursday at the age of 54. tmz was the first to report that paramedics performed cpr on her at her calabasas home before rushing her to the hospital the outlet reports paramedics were able to regain a pulse at the scene i'm dave collins the national football league playoffs kick off this weekend with games on saturday sunday and monday The Mega Millions jackpot has reached an estimated $1.35 billion with another drawing tonight. This is USA News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary
1: sale or making you call for a free quote? (laughs) That's unfortunate. If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code radio and get two
0: months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and
2: money.
1: All right, Dr. Bradley, so my main point is I think we're uh, losing our ability to have any redress of grievances. The problem here, Uh, and
2: uh, on one hand, I don't want war with
1: our government, but when the FBI is literally against the people, we've proven they're the ones peddling propaganda, not us. But yet they're taking down our accounts. They're shutting down our free speech. We try to have a peaceful assembly, uh, and they turn that into a violent uprising. And then blame that, saying that hey, it's an insurrection, etc. We found the perpetrators; they're not going to prison. Uh, the people who did really nothing are going to prison. Any patriots going to prison? Charlottesville was the pattern. January 6 followed it. So you can't peacefully assemble. You don't have your right to free speech because they'll take you down. You don't have the right to worship at church. Uh, you know, you go ahead and say, well, let's go to court. Let's have a redress of grievance about this. You're shut down. And now Donald Trump says this, quote, my plan to take down the cartels. He details war plan against the drug cartels. If you elect the Donald in 2024, he's going to get it solved. But here's the problem. The government, the drug cartels are in bed together. We've reported on this over the last 25 years. The CIA, they favor one drug cartel over another. Uh, They literally make a kind of a quid pro quo with the drug cartels. Uh, When drug Runners go across the border over and over and over, and when Border Patrol catches them and stops them, the Border Patrol agents end up in jail and the drug runner goes free. Just ask Ramos and Campion, uh, if you don't believe me, two border agents from yesteryear we've talked about plenty of times on the radio. Uh, You get Operation Fast and Furious where the government's in bed, the CIA's in bed with the drug cartels to run guns south across the border. Then they're eventually used against our own Border Patrol and own people, to where uh, Donald Trump doesn't even understand this, the government's in bed to the neck with the cartels. Uh, So you can't declare war on the cartels unless you declare war on the government. I don't know if Donald realizes this reality, uh, but it's a factual truth that I'm pointing out. And now it's all being pointed against we the people. I'm the bad guy for bringing this up. I'm anti-government and I'm the evil one, they claim. Uh, They lie completely, but there's there's the battle line, sir.
2: Well, you, uh, I don't know how aware your listeners are of the Air America stuff that was going on in Southeast Asia with the uh, the huge transport, CIA-driven transports of drugs out of Southeast Asia. And that continued long after the war. And, and people should be. Uh, they should take their blinders and their earmuffs and everything off. And look at what happened in, in Afghanistan. I mean, we're talking the heroin capital of the world and uh that's got to be one of the reasons we're there to make sure we protect the the uh, poppy fields and they have expanded their production since we've got there. I mean these are just yeah, back absolutely back in the early bizarre.
1: 90s bug Wright's document of the drug cartels in bed with the United States internationally uh in Laos and in, in you know um for quite yeah, some time. Cam- so this is
2: Cambu was uh, was one of the drug whatever cartels.
1: And, yeah. So uh, I, where do we go with this? I mean I guess we're just at war
2: well, uh, there's a, a lot of things that we, we need to recognize if we're, we're going to be successful. And and by the way, we just <laughs> – it, it all comes down to we the people. We the people. All these people that I run into constantly that want to pull the trigger right now don't realize that in comparison to the F-35s they could throw against you and, and you with your AR-15 or your AK-47 or whatever – you just—it's—it's a—a pipe dream, and, yes, and see, you, I don't want to go to war. I'm just wondering no, what we have left. We—we've got to make look. It took us decades, many decades, to get where we are, and it's a mess. It's a disaster, but we just need to understand your your wives and children will be. Uh, we'll be exposed to things that will be horrifically destructive if people pull the trigger now. We need to build a cadre of of uh, soundly founded, principled people that understand. Now, if you read Isaiah, it's going to go to hell in a handbasket, to, uh, you know, that all things are going to unravel pretty much before the Savior gets here anyway. But the fact of the matter is we need to be on his side. We need to be doing his work. We need to be those that are not bloodthirsty and... and uh, Willing to overthrow uh, at the expense of everything the, there, there's a huge cost with this, and most Americans don't understand that they have the solution if they will just engage and participate but But these that want to go throw hand grenades or bottle rockets or, or um, you know some kind of Molotov cocktail or something at everybody are they're just I think the bad guys want that to happen. They can come with a bigger hammer beat people over the head. They can suspend habeas corpus, if you will, and and guarantee they'll do that when it comes to uh, something that, uh, say, a patriot group starts something up. Uh, to forget about the George Floyd riots and all that kind of stuff. They they're, they want those kind of things. That's a Marxist uprising, okay? But but if, if this thing was principles-based, you would find the big hammer on top of everybody's head. I mean, go watch uh, the uh, what was it, the Patriot, uh, that Mel Gibson movie, where Mel Gibson resisted, openly declaring war against the Brits, because he had been in war, he had seen the devastation of it, and he said, "Your wives and children are going to be exposed to things that you never want them to be. It will be in your communities." Now, um, you mentioned, I mean. <laughs> where do we go but uh, i i just absolutely and, and i don't am i don't want
1: i don't want the war i think that a war would be a huge mistake i don't think people realize the threat or how bad war would really be they think that things are bad now and it would get a gazillion times worse every time i wake up in the morning i'm grateful that i have a peaceful day to prepare my family and my loved ones for what we know to be coming every day is a good day to educate my fellow americans about the truth and hopefully have people uh, wake up to understand and I think if we could get greater numbers, we could make a difference. Uh, but we're running out of time. And what can we do peacefully to escalate this thing?
2: Well, because peacefully, the is you we're got running out of time. Everybody could peacefully sit down this morning and read the Declaration of Independence. They could read the United States Constitution. They could read the Bill of Rights. They could read the Farewell Address. They could begin educating themselves. They could read the inaugural addresses of Washington and and Jefferson and their farewell addresses. I mean, I'm telling you, unless and until we have that, the people don't have enough brains on this thing to pick a good path. They're going to go to the Convention of the States, people, and they're going to rewrite the whole Constitution. They'll go to somebody that'll create an oligarchy that'll run the nation. They'll go file a lawsuit with the Supreme Court that'll ultimately overthrow the checks and balances that were written in the Constitution if they were successful i mean the, the and then uh, just for a moment, and I don't know as we've got time to fully develop this because our time is fleeing but but you've brought up this first Amendment thing this petition to the government for a redress of grievance. I have been with large numbers of people that have clearly totally and unequivocally understood what that means. And and uh, they go back to the Magna Carta, you know, that, uh, June fifteenth, uh, 1215, when King John had a sword put to his throat and was sourced, forced to sign this. Point 61 is what they take that out of. And it basically says, if we provide you with a complaint and you don't resolve it within a short period, a short period of time, we can do anything except for hurt the queen and your children and you. We can burn the castle down if we want. And that is not what that petition of redress means, or uh, a redress of grievances. The people need to understand that does not leave an open door for burning the castle down. It gives us an opportunity to present our grievances and not have a tenement square happen, okay, where we can go before uh, a magistrate and we can file claims. and, And, yeah, they're being deflected now, but it's because we've been so many decades that we haven't had a sound government we haven't had noble statesmen like uh people that are that are in office but we don't have based upon that number 5 or that fifth point in the uh in the uh first amendment that does not give us the right to burn the castle down and what it does is it, it allows you to have a have an expression without being destroyed now here's here's what a lot of people think is that well, we said we gave you a petition with 50,000 names on it. Whatever. Well, if you had to do what a petition with 50,000 names on it said you had to do, what if the Marxist came in with a petition with 100,000 names and said we want you to implement full-blown Marxism in the United States? Oh, golly, they got more names on the petition than we do. I guess we've got to be Marxists. That is not what it means. There is not complete power in a bunch of signatures on a document. It means we can well, not Because we're not a democracy, things. is the point. We're not, but that's the way people are reading it. Even people that claim to know the Constitution. And, and that's we why could... I'm putting
1: this. That's why I'm putting this question to you so directly, because I'm I'm convinced we need a peaceful way. We need to have the better part of valor is patience and and love and kindness and and, and you know. But people are losing patience fast, and I'm afraid if we don't provide a solid direction. I don't know what. I don't know what's going to happen.
2: We, we're trying to provide a solid direction, but people are not listening. They want to go get their AR-15 out and start shooting out windows on Main Street. It's it's absurd. And sadly, what are you going to shoot at? Gonna
1: do. That's
2: what the bad guys want. They By the want way, Stacey the big Stacey
1: hammer. Abrams group ordered to pay over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars after losing voting rights trial. Liberty Roundtable in seconds. All right, so back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you right now I want to point people to the solutions and they're not listening. I've tried for 25 years to point people to the solutions and they're not listening. It's almost, I don't know what you do next, but I got an idea here. And, you know, the defund folks that want to defund the cops have the right idea. They just have the wrong defunding. I don't want to defund the police. Sure, I want to get rid of the bad apples, but we need the county sheriff. We need uh, law enforcement um, to stop crimes and to, okay. But there are the defund folks that really are on target. For example, there's an effort now to defund at National Public Radio. The call comes from a guy by the name of David Marcus. He's a columnist. Um, and I guess he put this commentary out at Fox News saying, Defund National Public Radio. Um, it's over a slanderous, disgusting article. Written by Maya, I don't know, Cobabe. Uh, She has this book out about genderqueer, this and that, the government schools. and Well, NPR is promoting this perverted agenda. Uh, This genderqueer specifically, um, oh, I don't know what you want to call it, (laughs) sexually explicit graphic novel. And so they're basically saying now defund public radio. I think that's a start. Now, Ron Paul just emailed me and said, tell your representative to defund the TSA. I couldn't agree more. uh, But the defund movement is one of the best ways we can work right now. Look, the House doesn't need anybody else to defund things, to flat out control the purse strings. uh, And there's a lot riding on this. I hope that Republicans will do something here because this is where we can make the biggest gains by literally defanging the government by taking away their spending. Doctor, I think that's one of the best ways we can make a difference here.
2: Well, Article 1, Section 7 of the Constitution talks about who gets to have the first say about um uh, money bills, okay? And that's the House. So there's no question about it. They can they can be the ones that start they start a bill and they leave the the NPR out of it for funding, or they leave the TSA out of it, or they leave this endowment of the arts, or whatever it is that's had the these perverse things or over the years. they do this,
1: they create a bill that defunds the whole government, and then they only bring back bills one at a time that funds the legitimate, proper role of constitutional government.
2: They can do that, too. Sure. But here's the deal. What happens is it gets done with the House, and the Senate gets to amend it. So it's not a sure thing. The Senate is going to stick this stuff back in. So, but the thing is, when they, if they do stick it back in and then they pass it, then it's got to go back, and both houses have to pass the exact same wording in the bill. So if it gets back to the House and they say the heck you say, we're not going to do the TSA or the you know these NPR or what, whatever you've got that you're defunding, then it becomes a, a pushing match, you know, where people go back and forth. But they've got to stand up. Each house has a duty. Each one has to be constitutional. And if you examine carefully the things that we're funding, these alphabet soup organizations, it's not just the TSA, it's not just the NPR, it's not just the IRS, it's not just the BATFE, it's not just the FDA. You can take this whole sum and substance of these unconstitutional alphabet soup organizations and begin to defund them. The FBI has no law enforcement, National Law Enforcement Authority in the Constitution. I mean, it's more analogous to the brown shirts or to the Gestapo, and you say, holy cow, the FBI's got more integrity than that. Well, I sure hope so, but I'm here to tell you, they don't have any constitutional authorization. This is all legislatively created, and all of these alphabet soup organizations that are being, you know, basically they're uh, being... Used as weapons against the American people, we need to start making those moves. There's no question about it. Article One, Section Seven, does give us a place to start, but I I believe even before that, I mean, you look at this effort to elect a, uh, a speaker of the House. They couldn't muster five votes, for good people. I mean, that's the problem: is we don't have good people in there. I mean, uh, that we've we've been. We've sold our votes. We've sold our souls for so long that it's become just a, uh, a juggernaut that's that's uh, crushing everything Americanist. And so we we need to we need more friends in the cause of liberty. We we just can't let it just ride. This idea yes. of senior oh we've got to have senior members there. I. Uh, for example Sam you look you look at the Kevin McCarthy election I know I'm sorry we've 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 beat this to death over the last few gets togethers but I look in our home state in Utah not one not one of our congressional delegation had a peep they they were in the Kevin McCarthy camp they were f- jumping at the bit they were excited they were they cast their vote every time for Kevin and, and it's a man unworthy of their vote. And every one of our There's congressional no district did it. They did and it. Here's, here's how ignorant
1: it really is, ladies and gentlemen. Dear Joe, please don't let us freeze. Believe it or not, on October 27th, the CEO of New England's largest energy company sent a desperate letter to the White House. This represents a very serious health and safety threat He wrote to Joe Biden. He then begged Joe Biden to use the federal government's quote, emergency powers to make sure natural gas will be available in New England this winter. Okay, this is how ignorant it's getting. There's no emergency powers when you don't have heating in your house in in the several states. Okay, this is insanity,
2: but this is what we tolerate, doctor. Well, you look at this for just a second. You, let's use logic, reason, and intelligence. Come, let us reason together, as the Savior said. Okay, um, th- this guy wants a Marxist centrally planned economy, and I guarantee, if we get a fully centrally planned anything, it's going to be a disaster. You look at every single stinking. Centrally planned economy kind of things. Everything the Soviet Union ever did, their five-year plans, every one was an absolute disaster. In fact, I considered at one point writing a doctoral dissertation about that in economics, and I was deflected from that by the university I was at because, oh, no, we don't want something that's that. You know, They wanted me to write something about, a, oh, how did the central planning for beats go or some stupid thing. But no, we have enough evidence to say central planning does not work. And this guy's letter to Joe Biden is completely ignorant of everything the nation is based upon. But if people get their way, it's like they're petitioning the government. See, this is an example. Petitioning the government for redress of grievance. That's how it's being used. And the government wants those things. They don't want people coming in and saying, no, we've got a real problem with our elections, and we've got to fix this problem. They want people to say, "Oh no, please, please save us from ourselves. Take away all our woes and everything, so we can go back to our Super Bowl game or whatever they're going to watch whenever it happens." <coughs> so that's where we are in America today. Where here's a guy. <coughs> this guy's probably got a reasonable education. I mean, that's questionable if he went through the public education system and a and a university anymore. But he's he probably has a credential behind his name that says he got an education. And he is going to Joe Biden and saying, please, please, please save us from ourselves. Keep the natural gas flowing. Well, the, the only thing the general government has done to this point is impeded natural gas with their central planning. You know, all of these pipelines and all of these things that are out there that uh, that are getting shut down. I, a while ago, I drove across uh, Wyoming. And uh, you would be absolutely shocked, Sam, at how many, how many pumping stations are mothballed thousands i suspect now of course i didn't see them all because you take a route and it only takes you by a couple hundred of them maybe uh, in a distance you're driving in in wyoming but the fact of the matter is they're all mothballed they're shut down they're it's like what yeah, and they're the all world?
1: mothballed because of your government but if you think that uh, right. kevin mccarthy and crew are going to help here's the deal George Santos, this criminal that got elected, again, another case, an example of election fraud, uh, still has the backing of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and other Republican House leaders. In a quote, news conference at the Capitol on Thursday, that's yesterday, Mr. McCarthy basically made it very clear. He has no intention of barring Mr. Santos from congressional committees or anything else to penalize him for winning the election under false pretenses. He says this, the voters of his district have elected him, and uh, you know what? He's all good. He's seated. He's now part of the Republican conference. See, what a disgrace. We're going to allow election fraud right on the Republican side. Just continue. Nobody cares. And with that, you will not have any stability or safety in the country. They've gone flat out criminal, and this proves it. You can literally lie about everything in your life, get elected, and the Speaker
2: goes, who cares? Okay, let's look at the genesis of this. Absolutely, he lied. He's admitted he lied. Everything on his resume appears to be, or virtually everything, appears to be an absolute lie. And so uh, the, uh, the Speaker, McCarthy, was happy to have his vote. That's why he did not get blocked to begin with. And that's why,
1: hold on, that's why Santos voted for McCarthy because he he knew that there would be a payback. There is. There was. Hey, we'll we'll scratch each other's back. We're all good. They knew it. And they went along.
2: So in Article 1, Section 5, each house shall be the judge of the elections, returns, and qualifications of its own members. The House had an opportunity to say when Santos walked in the front door, the heck you say. We're going to take a look at how you got here. And they could have blocked him at that point. But once he's sworn in, then there becomes a higher standard. You go to Clause 2 of Section 5. Each house may determine the rules of its proceedings. Punish its members for disorderly behavior. Now, in the last half of that sentence, it takes two-thirds to expel a member. See, they could have stopped it instantly, immediately, and said, the heck you say? We have judged the election that you came in and it was found to be fraudulent, we are not going to seat you. They don't have to get two-thirds of the members to expel a member if it happens immediately. But no, McCarthy wanted and needed his vote. That guy had already pledged his soul to McCarthy, which, again, is kind of like uh, making a deal with the devil. But at any rate, that's what happened. This, again, is partisan politics in its absolute, it's a sham. It's, It's wrong. Yeah, but, but li- you know,
1: literally there's clearly election
2: fraud here, right? Absolutely. I mean, the guy lied every—I se- mean, you go to his website. I don't know if it's still up. But, there's nothing he uh, did lie to, about, really. Nothing. It's, it's basically all a pack of lies. And, and now he we said, well, yeah, I kind of strict my Jewishness or my Nazi heritage running away from that with my grandparents out of— uh, hitler's realm you know, really no, no. no it didn't happen he didn't own any property he's he's not i mean he's, he was married at one point to a woman i mean a real live american born female and now he says he's oh. gay i i don't know what to tell you sam we we have buffoons and baboons running this country
1: all right well there you have it ladies and gentlemen i don't know how to respond to that i do have a little bit of good news though i talked to a lady named suzanne Mann. And she is with a new group created called Latter-day Saints for Life, LatterdaySaintsforlife.org, Saints And they're doing a good job to promote the pro-life agenda, and I commend them. We affirm the sanctity of life and its importance in God's eternal plan, the family, a proclamation to the world. Latter-day Saints for Life is a worldwide coalition of pro-life Americans. It's exciting and good news, ladies and gentlemen. I thought we'd end on at least something positive. Next hour, an incredible guest, the Epic Times reporter, Stephen Kovac, with us. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, Freedom'sRisingSun.com. God save the Republic.